Hi, welcome back to Dudes Doing Business. My name is Dave. If you somehow missed last week's episode, then let me break this to you right now. This is no longer a weekly podcast. We have decided to change the format a little bit and we will no longer be recording new episodes each week. This episode is going to be a best of. You're going to get to hear some of our favorite interviews with some of our best guests that we had over the last couple years. And I think you're going to get some good insight out of it because I know we did. So if you want more info about what we're doing going forward, check out last week's episode. We explain it pretty thoroughly there. It's a good episode. So without further ado, here is our best of episode. Thanks so much. We have Scott Cusack joining us. He's the part owner of Wave Labs. They do CBD oil. That's cannabinoid oil. Okay, so you're hand squeezing the CBD oil out of these plants. <laughs> that <the> greatest <laughs> mental image. Yeah. How do you then? Uh, not it's obvious. Like I, I would imagine that the stuff that comes straight out of the plant into the jar has some other stuff in it. Do you like go then process it and separate the CBD, or is it is it like ready to go when it comes straight out of the plant? It's uh, it's not ready to go. You, we need to uh, we need to winterize, meaning we get rid of the fats and the lipids of the plant. Okay. So. Uh, we turn it actually into a CBD distillate, which is, um, you know, it's like a clear, slightly yellow tint honey almost. Um, the extraction process is actually uh, pretty wild because we're, we're using liquid CO2, um, which is basically natural. You're not going to have any uh, hazardous uh, solvents in it, like a hexane or anything like that. Um, and so, you know, at the end, we, we have this distillate that is, is pure. It's about uh, just a little over 80%. Uh, CBD. And wow. that's what we put into our product. And so what is the final product? The final product is um, an oral tincture right now. Um, we have uh, pills coming out. We have uh, different delivery methods, but really the sublingual tincture is, is honestly the most effective way for it to get into your body. Okay. I'm unfamiliar with that term. Um, oh, we got some. Uh, we, we got some right here. Nice. Everyone open their mouths. <laughs> Little tincture for everybody. so here we are. Okay, little uh, little eyedropper style for the people listening at home. Man. And you see how clear that is, and and you look, and a lot of I mean, there's a lot of people out there um, that will put it into a darker bottle because right. they don't take it through the process that we take it to. I mean, that was that was the thing we wanted. You're putting so much time and effort in these plants that you just want to do it the best possible way you can and have it the cleanest and clearest that you possibly can and that's that's what we created that is sweet have you are you familiar with uh with on it yes here in town yes Seems absolutely like you guys need to need to link up i i would love to I, they, they've done some amazing amazing things yeah. um you know really just to for their supplement it's 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 incredible what they do um man yeah that's awesome so then so what what's the what how how do you uh, how do you take it typically? Like, I mean, this is what we're looking at is a small vial with an eyedropper that is filled with a yellowish clear liquid. Very, very descriptive. Paint paint the picture just for the painting. people at home. <laughs> so Here we go. Literally First just drop demo. it under, under the tongue. Is that? Ooh, oh man, you're about to be super chill. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so is it? Do, it, it, it does not have a psychoactive effect, and what that means 
is you're not getting high off of it. right you're not getting that that marijuana high like an edible high you're not getting that T- so thc is what makes you high cbd is what cures everything <laughs> yes is as simply as i want to say it it's 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 the medicinal side right of the right plant. right okay thc cures boredom <laughs> so true I mean, I'd, yeah, there, there, there's plenty of places for, for THC. <laughs> um, so, okay, so it's mint flavored. Um, how much did you just take? I took... You took one dropper full. Just one dropper full. And that is... Uh, is it like... Is, is it measured in milligrams? It's like? measured in milligrams. So, effectively, I took 10 milligrams okay. of, 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 CBD. of CBD. And what is a typical dose? 10 milligrams? Um it's usually 20 it depends 20. Okay. um i uh i usually take uh take one full of of the 900 so um that's that's usually about 30 milligrams okay. a day and do you notice what what are, what are the like i i've i have no experience with with cbd like what's what if, i mean is it it just chills you out and like makes your joints feel good it's uh yeah i mean it makes your body feel great um it <laughs> Um, some people compare it to almost like a runner's high, like you okay. know, for when your body feels, you used to have just terrible anxiety. Um, yeah, yeah. and you know, this is a natural way. It's, it's, um, don't need to take any, uh, yeah, no Zoloft. No, 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 <laughs> no. Um, in a real, you don't need a guy like quickly listing a scary list of side effects at the end of the commercial yeah, that's right that's right so that, that's a good question though side are, have you noticed any side death. effects or are there any like uh you know common side effects that, um i don't know I I mean, just you probably have to put there's probably some sort of legal disclaimer that you know but yeah there obviously you know this you hasn't know, been approved by the fda right, um, right, right but um i think it's it's kind of all up to the individual to to really see what yeah. what, what the effects are but nothing, nothing scary. No, 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 nothing yeah. scary. I mean, if you look through the history of time, there has never been any overdose or death uh, related yeah. to cannabis ingestion. Right. Um, which you know, you look at water, aspirin, any, anything else, anything yeah. else, yeah. salt. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, the list goes on and on, which is uh, which is pretty incredible. So, what is uh, what does one of those bottles sell for? So, um, retail price on our three hundred milligram is uh, uh, forty seven ninety nine, and then uh, for our strongest dose that we have now, which is the nine hundred milligrams, we sell for ninety eight ninety nine. Okay, that'll last you for a while, though. And is it available? I know you said you just started pushing it into retail stores. Do y'all also sell it through your own site. We do. Yeah, we do. Nice. Yes. What, what is uh what's the website? Is the website is uh dot com and that's uh it's an acronym of a plan an Irish uh blessing of wind always at your back. Ooh, I like it. Nice. Man, a runner's high without doing the work. That's amazing. <laughs> great. Our guest is Rusty Shelton. Rusty is the CEO of Zilker Media. He's an entrepreneur, he's an author, he's a speaker, he does a lot of stuff, and he's, more importantly, he's a good dude. One of the things that we're working with a lot of brands on is, not just how do we go out and get you PR, not just how do we go out and drive engagement, but, you know, leverage for a brand is really in, do you own the audience? Do you own the connection to the audience? And 
um, the best way to, to, to pull people in that we found right now is to use a free quiz or a free assessment. So nice. that's one of the big things. Interesting. Um, what do you, what's your overall thoughts? I know this is a very, very broad question, but on like the digital man landscape uh, right now, you know, in media. Well, I mean, you know, I think w- what's so interesting right now is it's just this, the wild, wild west. I mean, you know, it is what what years ago when I started my career was the only way to get a message out at scale was to either buy your way onto the media or earn your way onto it. And now we find ourselves in a situation where the the, the playing field is totally leveled. I mean, just podcasts like this are a great example of that. So I think brands and individuals are starting to recognize that success today is thinking more like the media than a marketer. And I think the the biggest opportunity that a lot of brands have right now is to start to really think of themselves like media companies and start to to understand this idea that they've got just as much opportunity to build a subscriber base as the Statesman does, as Dallas Morning News does. We're, We're chasing, you know, decades of brand equity that those companies have. But in terms of the distribution channels, you know, I can listen to you guys just as easy as I can listen to NPR. And so, um, you know, I think the, the great opportunity right right now, and part of the vision for me with Zilker Media is not just the, the transactional, hey, we're a PR firm or, hey, we do social media, but it's really how do, we, how do we build a fully integrated strategy to where, you know, we're reaching people on real estate we don't own, but, but we're driving them back and, and really building what I think of as, as, you know, that company's auditorium, right? What do you think about Snapchat as a marketing tool? Um, I mean, I think it's a, a fantastic marketing tool. I think it's a great way to, uh, in particular, around a sense of place. You know, so I, I, I talked to a dentist the other day that has a filter around their office, and you know, for smart, um, you know, for patients that come in that want to put something out, it's a way for him to to be along for the ride with that. So I think you know we're just scratching the surface in terms of how people are using it. We're also though. You know, if if I was a Snapchat investor, I'd be a little nervous based on just everybody shoplifting everything from from Snapchat right now. So I think that's the the other reality for them. Were you surprised the spectacles didn't catch on? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna name names. Somebody in this room was all in on spectacles. Oh yeah. He doesn't have a microphone right now. It's Micah. It, we'll Micah. You had a good run. There was like a good two month run where Micah would just show up anywhere with these things on. They were they were yeah. hot, man. People loved it. I mean, I think one of the, the, the things about where we're headed is we're going to keep having, I mean, the, the, the rented and earned media platforms are going to change dramatically over the next five to 10 years. The, the thing that's not going to change is do you have content that is entertaining and informative? In other words, can you reach an audience with stuff that people are interested in, right? And whatever format that goes out in, the, the big thing, and I think the big mistake a lot of individuals and a lot of brands make is they put out all of their content on real estate other people own, right? So all of their stuff is going out on stages other people own versus building an audience, building an auditorium where you are able to build leverage, right? So you're able to build that long-term connection with your audience. And it's not that you don't go do the Forbes interview, you don't go do NPR, but it's that your your ulterior motive in addition to giving a great interview is where can I drive this audience? How do I siphon off as much of this audience as I can and drive them back to a free confidence quiz or a free leadership quiz or whatever it may be on the website that gives somebody a reason to stick around? Very cool. What do you it's think? Good stuff. You agree with that? Absolutely. I mean that, that that's something we talk about all the time is that um, from a from from like a content strategy standpoint, 
we we we've always and continue to focus on creating really good quality differentiated content how that content is ultimately distributed doesn't really matter to me uh or or to us i mean i i I as long as you are up to speed with the best means of distribution um you know it could be like when we started uh when we started doing editorial content it was all about posting on our website and driving using our social media to drive people to that content on our website uh now we happily publish all of our editorial content on facebook instant articles I don't care where somebody reads our editorial content as long as they read it and enjoy it and share it and, you know, have a good experience with it. And if in five years the methods of distribution look totally different, then we're going to adapt our distribution strategy, but our content strategy is going to remain the same, create really good, original, differentiated content. Right. Well, and that's the, I mean, that's the competitive advantage the company has, right, is the, is the, the audience and the authentic connection with that audience. And, you know, you, you've been so good about staying true to that the whole way through. And, and that's why I think, you know, we're, we're sitting here today. So, you know, I think for, for a lot of brands, it is putting on that similar mindset that you had early on, which is, you know, we want to pull people from other traditional, more general media. I mean, as an, as a public, we are moving away from large generic media and moving towards micro media, right? So that's the biggest opportunity I think brands and individuals have now is just because you're a junior at South Carolina doesn't mean you can't start a podcast. Doesn't mean you can't build a blog and really give yourself a lot more leverage when you come out of school. Before we get back into it, let's talk about men's grooming, specifically Fulton and Rourke. Our favorite brand out there, it's fragrance and function. That's a good way to describe it. We've talked about them on this podcast before. We talk about them on Touching Base all the time. They're out of North Carolina. They've got it all. Anything for your for your shaving needs, for your skin care, face wash, triple milled soap, and also the two-in-one body wash and shampoo, all that stuff. Don't forget their wax-based clones, Dave. That's great, man. All It's that really stuff. their most famous product. Yeah, it comes, it's, it comes in the little metal Zippo-style holder deal. Tin? No, yeah, yeah it's, it's very cool. I like carrying it around. It's easy to apply. It's not too strong, but if you want to put a lot of smell good on, you can just keep it in your pocket and re-up on it as the night progresses. You can use promo code BIZ on Fulton & Rourke for 15% off. Or if you want to sign up for their subscription service and have new men's grooming products show up on any interval you want, you can use promo code BIZ there for 25% off your first order. Yeah, it's Pretty a great go. deal. Check it out now. Go to FultonandRourke.com, promo code BIZ. We are joined by Sean Spector. He is the co-founder and CEO of Dropoff, also the co-founder of Gamefly. Sean, <laughs> can you kind of give us a little bit about your background, how you got into Gamefly? Because I know... You started out as an agent, is that right? I did. Well, actually, I started out in the mailroom. My first real job out of college was in the mailroom at a talent agency called Creative Artists Agency, which is based in Los Angeles. Uh, That's the now, biggest. They're the biggest talent agency in L.A., right? Uh, so it's CAA and William Morris Endeavor. Those are the two big ones. Okay. Um, but CAA is probably considered the leader um, just because of the quality of the talent and the variety of industries, music, film tv reality tv books and now sports Mm. 
You're in the mailroom. I started in the mailroom. Yeah, That's I was crazy. in the mailroom. So it's basically, you know, it's like the old Hollywood story. You start in the mailroom, kid, right? Yeah, it was classic. Um, and I was in a mailroom with about 30 or 40 other folks. Almost all of them were uh, college graduates. Some of them had law degrees. Some of them had gone to business school. And everybody wow. starts in the mailroom making like 18 bucks an hour. Jeez. So what was your, was this right out of school? This was uh, like two years after I graduated. So first okay. real job. That's crazy because you always hear that and you see that narrative like on TV and, and yeah. movies. Like I, I, I didn't know it really happened. No, I like, didn't either. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Like, oh, better. and we really delivered mail. We literally, and this is kind <sighs> of cart. full circle here. So we literally delivered mail in the building. So we would deliver mail from mailroom to an office. Uh, we were also the in-house courier company. So if stuff had to get picked mm, up or be little, delivered somewhere, we were early, in our car. A little early wow. info for you. Full yeah. circle. <laughs> exactly. And so it was interesting. You're like, I want to do this again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, we when, when we got really busy and we couldn't do the deliveries ourselves, we would outsource it to a local courier company. There you go. Fast forward. And you're like, these plus. guys need steroids. Yes. So... <laughs> Fast forward 20 years later, CAA is now one of our biggest clients really? in Los Angeles. And we displaced that same courier company that I used to use 25 years ago when I worked in the mountain. Oh, that's a boss move. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I take it you didn't burn any bridges when you left. <laughs> N not not with CA, maybe with the courier company. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like you just burned them in to the ground. You didn't no, burn the bridges. Yeah. I think they're doing fine. You burned the fine. you burned the land on the s other side of the bridge. No, that, <laughs> man, that's awesome. So so is that is it is it like pushing the push cart of mail around the it's office exactly, and giving yeah. it? To, it's exactly yeah. like that. Giving wow. it to assistants or putting it in a tray so, on their desk. Is it a lot of like fan mail and like what what kind of mail? Well, it's not. No, so it's, it's a lot of a, internal communication. So this has changed over years, right? Right. So a lot of internal communication, passing of scripts from one agent to another agent, passing of contracts from legal to uh, an agent. Um, some of it was fan mail, um, but the majority of it was not contracts. Yeah. Okay. And checks, lots of checks. Nice. Checks. So when did you nice. get your big break within the company? Um, so about six months into it, uh, I was in the mailroom and I was literally the only person in the mailroom. Um, this is one of those things, right place, right time. <clears throat> the, the, the chairman CEO of the company had about 10 people that worked for him. And one of them called down to the mailroom and there was nobody there. I answered the phone and they said, Hey, we've got a problem. Can somebody from the mailroom come up here and help us? I was like, sure. I'll be right up. Ran up the stairs, went to their desk. Uh, they told me what went wrong. They said, Hey, you need to go do, can you go fix this? And I said, sure. Easy. Came back an hour later, fixed it and everything was fine. And from that moment on, every time they wanted someone from the mailroom, they would call oh, and request yeah. for me. <laughs> that is awesome. You're the guy. Uh, which didn't make me very popular in the mailroom, <laughs> um, but it ended up, you know, it worked out really well. Well, everybody else in the mailroom is like looking for that op that opportunity. Yeah, and it was just, so. you know, it was just kind of dumb luck, right? It wasn't really like, you know, I, I performed well, but it was like anyone else could have answered that phone. It's funny, too, because I think, I think younger people are oftentimes scared of, of becoming an, a social outcast by doing things like that and it's you know it's like you you get you get it's easy to get wrapped up in the social aspect of entry-level work in an organization you know and if you if you do something stand out and it starts you know people start kind of uh 
noticing. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 it can put you in a situation where people are like, you know, not as friendly. Yeah. Because yeah. like Dave closes so many deals, I can't stand him. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not well liked. I'm honestly, I've always been voted most hated in this company. Five but, years running. But you know, it's a really it's actually an interesting point. If you're gonna be successful in business, you can't worry about being liked. Right. It's I'm, I mean it sounds kind of I'm not saying go out of your way to be an asshole, uh, but like you're not gonna ever run a company if you want to be friends with everybody. Right. Because right. at some point you're gonna make a tough yeah. decision. And, you know, it's going to make someone unhappy. And that's just, that's life. That's business. His name is Zach Anderson. He's not only a Man Outfitters customer, but more importantly, he's the president of a very local uh, business here in Austin. Well, more importantly? I, you know, I got to say these things. It's on the copy. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. There is no copy. Uh, <laughs> Ticket City. No, he is the uh, president of Ticket City, and he has been with Ticket City uh, since he was in college. I'll often tell people we'll do things when we post ads, like we, we put things in the title or in the body of the, the description to see if someone's actually reading it and actually, you know, not to test them, but just right. to see. It's like, you know, what's your favorite breakfast taco? And, you know, again, <laughs> it comes back to when someone describes, you know, a really passionate cover lover talks about their favorite breakfast taco. It's not really about the breakfast talk, although I haven't got some good tips that way. It's really about, like, they really cared. They actually read what it is, and they cared to respond. And so you take note of that. And I think a lot of people coming out of school uh, or early in their career, they're they're uh, shy because maybe they feel like their resume is inferior. They haven't done a lot yet. But that really should not deter any company from hiring somebody you need to get something on there make it look you know have some experience a college job whatever but then also just understand that you may have that first gig maybe something to get a kind of a hook in the water and don't be afraid of that but if you get in a company you're interested in even if it's not the role you ultimately want to be in you're on your way and that's the thing and if you're willing to do the the work to get in there and do it You'd be surprised how high you can go. I mean, again, look at me today. People say, how'd you get there? I was like, well, I've just been here a really long time, and you know, we went through a lot of stuff together. What were you doing your first few years with Ticket City? Uh, I mean, we, there were four guys, and, and we were, uh, you know, two of us were part-time. It was everything. I mean, I tell everyone coming in the door, I was basically doing you know, client relations, sales, marketing, everything. And at the end of the day, I took out the trash, and I tell them, I say, hey, today, at least thankfully we've got janitorial that does that. But I go, you know, if they don't come, I'll do the same thing. It, it really takes that mentality that you're willing to do whatever the work is. One of the things I like the least is people who just kind of say, well, I don't do that. Because the reality right. is, if, if you don't know how to do it, then ask me. Because I've always lived by a rule. It's like I won't ask anybody on our team to do something I wouldn't do myself or I haven't done myself. But don't tell me you can't do it. Right. At least try. And if you fail, no big deal. That's the thing. But I think that's also a thing people have to kind of get past. And so there's a lot of these kind of mental hurdles uh, to do. But if it, you know, really to, to achieve what you want, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to uh, get in a business you love, you got to be willing to put yourself out there a little bit. And that's, I mean, that's the, the biggest thing right there. And then once you get in, work hard, you know, show up, stay late, commit yourself, build your network within the company, get to know other people you work with. Don't kind of just know your immediate coworkers and, 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 you know, kind of in a good way, make yourself stand out because 
uh, you know, you'd be surprised. You can rise pretty fast if you're really getting things, making things happen. Yeah, especially when you're younger and you don't know how to do anything. The only thing you can do is work harder than everybody else. So, so <laughs> it true. So back when I was at GSTNM. Uh, as an intern, I, I was there for a short time in, in my advertising career and worked on the Walmart. It's another UT born. That's right, Royce, right? Roy Spence, a, a fantastic guy here in town. I I took an assignment that no other intern wanted, which was to actually uh, to go stuff envelopes for Roy's Christmas card. And the reason <laughs> why was because at the time everybody was afraid of Roy's admin, who's a wonderful woman, by the way. And I said, well, I'll do that. And, you know, you could say, oh, he's brown nose and whatever. But the reality was, was like, I mean, this, 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 this is the president and founder of the company. Right. I want to get to know him. Right. And because I did that, 25 years later, Roy Spence and I are still friends. And I go to his house for his holiday party. And I don't think he still invited me just because I stuffed his Christmas card 25 years ago. <laughs> I think there was something there. But I wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet him had I not said, sure, I'll do that. And I'll go, and, you know, who says they want to go stuffed envelopes? But I was like, I just wanted to go do whatever it took to get the job done, and it was a good experience. And so, so put yourself out there a little bit and try. Can't be afraid. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wise man said that. A few, Mike, a few wise men. Michael man. Scott? I think it was Michael Scott. I think it was definitely him. A very special guest, George Faber. He is uh, an account manager with Insight Global here locally in Austin, Texas. Um, they are an IT staffing company, and it's a very interesting conversation. I want to ask you this before we uh, let you go: uh, Are you do you follow like your employees' like social media accounts? Like, are you monitoring that to be like, hey, you need to chill on that? Very funny you say that. Say that. Um, we actually talked about this the other day uh, in the office, and it is something that we're starting to kind of incorporate because you can kind of find out a lot about people based oh, yeah. off of off their photos right so um i won't say it's necessarily completely in our vetting process like we're not going to go like all up in your facebook and stuff like that but um i would highly advise you know if you if there's stuff you don't want people to see then make sure it's private right <laughs> so don't have an open you know instagram so you can get a whole bunch of followers and stuff like be careful with what you have out there for sure yeah okay yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty common sense at this point. I would hope, but I still hear stories of people who they they find out they didn't get a job or they might have lost their job because of something on social media. That happened to me uh, interviewing in Oklahoma City for a really like old school mom and pop oil and gas company, and they straight up asked me on like my third interview about uh, a picture in my like my Facebook profile picture. I'm holding like a glass of scotch because you know I wanted to look important, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm holding this scotch and like, so, you know, they asked me, do, do you go out and drink a lot? And I was like, wait, what? And like, I'm like, why? I was like, why are you, why are you coming to me like this? And it was because of the Facebook photo. And ultimately I didn't get the internship, but whatever, it worked out. So, yeah, man, I mean, there's, there's been plenty of stories where, um, you know, we, we had somebody that, uh, I think 15 or 20 years ago or something, she did some, some, she did some videos. Right. And, um, they're they're still online you know and ultimately I, you know i'm pretty for sure people might have googled her name and and up pops all these photos and videos and it's like okay you know and and for whatever reason she has problems holding holding down the position right and so and it's something i hate you know i hate for her, right but um that's not 
you know, that's that's not good. So that's please, please, mean. please, like, be careful what you put out there. Like, Internet once, is forever. Once it's out there, like, there's no going back. They can always find it. Yeah, that's gonna happen to me in five years when I finally get kicked out of here. And For your videos, they're gonna get yeah, the videos. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, uh, they're gonna they're gonna find these podcasts, man. And Micah too, Micah, you're done, man. You got you better stay here for life. I don't know what I'm gonna do with the parody account. How I'm gonna explain that to my next? <laughs> Micah's employer. got a, a parody account, which I, I don't even know if we have time to explain how intricate it is. But it's it's one. There's of our a coworkers. lot going on. <laughs> it's let's just say on. it's very. Micah's Twitter account is not verified. His parody account is somehow verified. It's got like the blue check mark. It's the first thing that pops up when you Google me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did not. And know it's that. not even you. That is, or it is you. It is you. That blue so, check mark mean, means it's you. You're all in. That's how we get people to commit to the company. <laughs> uh, I love Grand X. Yeah, we're happy to have you, George. What What are you working on? Oh, um, well, you know, just staffing, man. Yeah, um, got some know, coffee scheduled. Yeah, I do. I got some stuff set up. So working on a, a fairly so- sizable um, project um, over at Dell. So. Um, you know, just really excited about that. But, you know, again, these things take time to put together. Um, you've got to build great relationships with the right folks. Um, and then ultimately be able to execute and find the type of resource that you need. So, um, you know, understanding their technologies, what they need, and, and really trying to be the best resource for for them. So, you know, I would say it's just some last advice. I mean, at the end of the day, the way you want to treat any client or any um any other anybody else that's looking at you the, the, your thought process should be what can i do to be a value to you right like how can i enhance whatever your situation is and if you treat every situation like that what you'll find is um y- you'll be able to be pretty successful um people inherently are selfish right i want what's best for me you want what's best for you you want what's best for you right so flip that right use it you know go how can i you know what can i do for you to make your life easier right how can i provide whatever resources you need for you to be successful, what can I do to, to, to help you achieve your goals, right? Yeah. And treating um, everybody like that, whoever you meet, um, that really, really is, um, that's a big key to, I think, success or whatever is treating like that. Not necessarily like, what can they give me, right? right? Obviously, you want to grow your business and everything like that, but, you know, what can you provide for them? And and if you think about it, that's what Grand X and everybody else does. You provide a service. What can we, what content can we put out there to provide for them that that really you know can move the needle for for them right not for us to make us money but what can move it for them well said well said i think the question that everybody wants answered though is what's next for george faber in 2017 Jeez. what are you doing this weekend well um <laughs> hmm. immediately next let's see since this won't be released till later i'm actually proposing tomorrow whoa whoa yeah so um I am super excited. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we've been together for over five years. Jeez. And a little bit over five years. So um, That's when I proposed. Is it really? Yeah. There you go, man. So <laughs> I am uh, super duper pumped. Um, I don't, I, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm not nervous, I think, because it's just been so long. You know, right. it's like, it's, I'm not nervous about it, but uh, I am, you know, it's, it's a big chapter in my life. So um, that's that's definitely what I, I guess what I'm working on for sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is that's, insane, man. that's yeah. the realest answer we've ever had to that <laughs> no question. Shit. Like Congrats, normally it's man. like, I don't know, check some emails or something. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I guess if I really thought I could have asked her like, you know, would she marry me? 
on this podcast. <laughs> now, like that. <laughs> the first on podcast wow. proposal. Wow. Oh, oh. Didn't think that one through. Next time. Next okay. Next time. Well, congratulations. Thanks, yeah. Well, Seriously. hopefully, call like text me in like fourteen hours or so. Okay. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll follow up <laughs> if with we've got to edit anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be really awkward. Yeah, that's. I'll get back to you guys. Yeah, Micah, don't we don't? Yeah, let's not accidentally release this podcast too early. That would be. <laughs> Terrible spoiler. Oh um, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, do you have a? Do you want to plug any social media, anything like that? Plug your company. Um, say whatever you want to say. Yeah. So again, Insight Global. Uh, we do have an office. We have I think forty six locations now. Um, we have our office here in Austin. We're at the Frost Tower. Um, we just actually moved into that location um, in January. So very excited about that. We've, we've actually had crazy kind of crazy growth we've moved three offices in five years um so we, we've had to really expand so um but the company's growing we're, we're growing in the right direction um you know we'll do over two billion this year um for 2017 so very excited about it. it's all been organic um uh, growth um no mergers no acquisitions and we only promote from within um which nice. i think is something that that i think you're aware of as well so um you know at the end of the day, that's that's kind of all you can ask for in, in a good company, right? It's that you have management that's there for support and to be able to help you. You have the opportunity to grow. Um, and within staffing in the industry, although it is tough, I know we've talked a lot about it, um, there is the upside is, is phenomenal. Um, and, David, I'm sure you can attest to that, but it's you can make a lot of money um, doing it and, and yeah. fairly quickly. You know, within three to five years out, you can you can – be well into the six figures right so you just gotta but you gotta grind you know and that's, yeah that's what it's about it's not just gonna happen it's not no, gonna happen overnight have to, um, it's crazy i mean but like yeah there's people a couple of years out of school and they're just balling it's crazy it balling was like, with a g with a g yeah man. capital um, g <laughs> yeah no i love the idea of promoting from within because it's like dude it shows people it keeps people motivated it's like mm-hmm. look we're not going out we we trust the people that we brought in and it's i don't know i think that's a really cool concept and i know a lot of companies in that industry, in y'all's industry, do that. So very cool, very cool. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely, guys. Thank you guys so much for uh, having me. It's yeah. Been awesome. yeah, this was a really good podcast. Special guest Aaron Mitchell, live from the dairy farm. Hey, uh, the, the question that everybody wants me to ask: What's next for Aaron Mitchell in 2017? What is next for Aaron Mitchell in 2017? That's that's a great question. I'll I'll probably be uh, closing some deals, but I'll I'll probably be just milking more cows. Um, producing that <laughs> that dairy for you guys to to eat and drink. Can mm. you send us some milk? <laughs> <laughs> I I, w- I would try, but I would say uh, you could probably find just as good milk if you just run down to the local grocery nah, store. Dude, you got to uh, sell your product. You have, yeah. come on, you've got the best milk. We're trying to support you here, man. So, yeah. <laughs> frankly, our our milk just gets uh, it gets processed and sold as Prairie Farms. We don't have any processing on farm. Uh, that's something in the future that kind of piques my interest, but it's a whole another business with a lot of overhead. Uh, that's that's one downfall of being in agriculture. Is there's a lot of overhead. Um, so I, I don't really have my specific product, but maybe if I develop one, I'll, I'll be sure to send send it to you. Make it happen. I, I know yeah. how to get stuff to you, as you do have my business card. <laughs> yes, we do. Um... Well, we're gonna, we got to send we got to send him a, a, a hat. Did you did you get a DCO hat? We should. Send I, him I have a DCO hat. Do you have the new one? I don't have the new one. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Got you. We'll see. You know, what? I, I think we know some people who can maybe sign off on that. Maybe you get me a mouse pad too while you're at it. <laughs>
There's a big backlog for mouse pads, but we'll throw you on the list. (laughs) 